0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and
1: girls. Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast.
0: We apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. Each week, these idiots wear cocktails with comic books. We're a
2: drinking podcast. We're the comic book problem. If Brian gets his shit together, it'll be. No, getting we can just movie. play
0: Brian. It's Girl, we all fault.
1: Hey. Oh man, that would have been brilliant your eyes together. I was going to get dangerous. Shake the shit out of it. Pointing out the errors in my way. Hey! Me. I know, it's my own damn fault. Okay. Great, I'm, I'm on Zoom on the
0: weekend now too. Yeah! Thank you for your understanding and please enjoy the show.
1: I don't know how much I'm going to keep that. Uh, cool, well welcome to episode 172 of the Funny Books of Firewater podcast. Uh, we are finishing up our month of... Uh, Books, what was it, As Seen on TV books? Mm-hmm. So this week we are doing Stumptown, which is about to be a TV series, I think on ABC. Does anybody know that one for sure?
3: Yeah, that maybe. sounds right.
1: I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it stars uh, Colby Smolders from uh, How I Met Your Mother and uh, the uh, Marvel movies as well. And, uh, and, this and, is written by-
0: and Jake Johnson, who was Peter B. Parker in Spider-Verse. <laughs> and, yeah, right. and, and he's from...
1: yeah the new girl guy okay i didn't know he was in that who does he play
0: i have no idea but i just know that i follow him on instagram and he was at um san diego comic-con with the cast and he was Uh like yeah i'm so excited about being in this show and i was like who the hell are you and
3: (laughs) 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 i thoroughly enjoyed him in the movie tag yes
1: he was great in tag actually yeah dude,
3: i really like tag it's like let's have a high octane action movie without guns
1: yeah yeah It's kind of impressive that way, actually, if you look into that, and I think it's like, it's a full-blown action movie, and no one gets shot, which is kind of impressive. Right. See, Arya agrees. (laughs) She does. So we have a mostly full crowd today. Mr. Uh, Maya is MIA. We have a Maya Maya. That's kind of like the whole, like, it's what it's. Who's on first, what's on second?
2: And uh, on first base, we have Mr. Adam. Hey guys, what's up? It's Adam uh, up here in Utah doing stuff for uh, Big Shiny Robot. Oh, and I, I should hopefully be coming down your way, Brian, in about a month and a half. So awesome! We'll have to hang out, and we can't get Clark into bars, but we'll have to find a way to get him drinks. So
3: that's what a flask is for. <laughs>
2: He's not wrong. So playing second Base we have
1: Lena.
0: Oh I'm actually much better at third Base, but I'm you I
1: didn't want to make bad. A joke oh, that yeah, way yeah, That sounds
0: so bad. Okay, uh, first shot no, I,
1: I didn't want to make that joke and you You did it, but that's okay fine.
0: Uh, Well, it's because when I played softball That was my my Position was third base uh-huh. And I realized I How just can't I'm just gonna ignore it Anyway, so <laughs> Uh, can you tell I've had like not that much sleep over the last few <laughs> days? Um, hi, I'm Lena. Uh, I'm an event manager out of the New York, Connecticut area, and um, I will also be in the, the LA area in about a month. Well, about two months. Okay. So. Yeah, you literally.
1: and Adam will miss each other.
0: I know. Just, but- just miss each other. Yeah.
1: I know. Strangers in the night. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Well, then, playing second base, we have Mr. Jason.
4: Thank you. Uh, yes, I'm Jason, a writer in Los Angeles. That's about it.
1: And playing shortstop, we have Mr. Todd. Well, I'd rather
3: be shortstop than the catcher. It, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. <laughs> hey, being catcher is fun. <laughs> <laughs> being the pitcher is fun too. So that's I have both yeah. going on. Hey, I'm Todd. I'm also out here in Utah. So we are quite the coast to coast place. Two Utah, yeah. two two and a half Utah. Maya, you're a half right now. <laughs> <laughs> Two in California, and then we have Elena representing the East Coast, so I think that's more than enough East Coast people, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no.
0: So full Listen, of hate. After, oh. No, after my day, um, <laughs> I'm questioning why I'm still on the East Coast right now.
3: So. <laughs> no, but I'm here in Utah, where I point and say no, that's my daily gig, and then I go home and I'm pointed at and told no. So, we
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, yep.
3: Cool. Um, and oh,
1: hey, I'm Brian. I'm a sound editor based in Southern California. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm part of the West Coast crew, uh, me and Jason. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that being said,
3: uh, Todd, what is the myification for this week's book? Does Portland count? Can I just say it's Portland detective story, but it's like more Portland. So yeah. It
1: still feels like a classic noir detective story to me though. You know what I mean? Like it yes.
3: is. I went through a phase yeah. a couple
1: of years ago where like I was reading like all of like the Dashiell Hammett and uh, I, I mean, I read a bunch of them, you know, the Maltese Falcon and the, uh, uh, the man who knew too uh-huh. like a bunch of those and stuff. And this has like that classic sort of noir gumshoe sort of vibe to it, which is actually pretty cool. But a lot of those took place in LA, which I always thought was really interesting Well, then let's jump into drinking games to go along with our book, because that's what we do every week. Uh, Mr. Todd, what is your drinking game rule?
3: I actually have two drinking game rules. One is um, careful of the car. So every time a character expresses a concern of their car that someone else's is manhandling it a bit, you take a drink, which happens quite a bit. And and then the other one is people know too much about each (laughs) other's business. So every time a character starts talking and they know way too much about the other person, you're like, "Huh?" Okay. take a drink. Uh, Mr. Jason. Yep.
4: Uh, mine is called Keeps on Ticking. Anytime Dex, the main character, uh, takes a beating, gets hit or shot, take a drink.
0: Jason, you stole mine. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Did you, well, did you text
4: us? Don't post yours two hours in advance <laughs> or two weeks in advance. <laughs> 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 we can't scroll the group text that far. Holy crap. Well, Lena, what is yours? All right. I'll come up with another one. Then. Go ahead. Um,
0: bru- bruises for days every time Dex get hit drink.
4: Okay.
1: Um, Mr. Adam.
2: Uh, so mine is called the gumshoe. Every time someone or mentions the Dex is a PI or she mentions that she's a PI. And mine I named uh, for Todd's benefit.
1: Who does number two work for? Every time she has to tell <laughs> someone who she is working for, take a drink. Uh, so let's jump into cocktails. Uh, I mean, cause that's what we're here for is to drink while reading comics. Right. So um, I'll go first with mine. Um, mine is called the uh, the Gamble Cocktail. I kind of stuck with the theme. Uh, it is one ounce of slow gin, one ounce of dry gin, one ounce of freshly squeezed pink grapefruit juice, one quarter ounce of sugarcane syrup, and a half ounce of cherry herring liqueur. You shake the shit out of it um, and strain into a glass with crushed ice, and you garnish with a uh, grapefruit Slice. Mr. Adam, what is your cocktail?
2: Uh, really fast, though, have we... I'm, I'm kind of confused about the difference between normal gin and slow gin.
1: I'll tell you what, you start... I will look that up. Okay. <laughs>
2: uh-huh. One can't be in the left lane. Oh, there it goes.
3: Oh, there we are. Yeah.
2: So mine is called the High Roller, kind of with the same kind of uh, vein as brian Ooh. so you take one and a half ounces of scotch a half ounce of drambuie. you add it to an ice-filled shaker shake the shit out of it strain into a chilled martini glass and then you garnish with a lemon rind okay
3: you know i really like drambuie. i've got a bottle of that stuff but it's it's i don't think i've had it it's thick it's not quite as thick as jaeger but it's between it, it's about like 75 percent as thick as jaeger
1: okay so yeah okay so slow gin is a red liqueur made from uh, made with gin and slow droops which are a small fruit relative of the plum slow gin has an alcoholic contact between 50 and 30 percent by volume um, let's see yeah it's basically it's gin with um, like sort of a plum like fruit in it okay so there you go that's that's the difference We now learn something kids
4: <laughs>
3: Thank you Wikipedia uh, Mr. Todd mine's called the painkiller because she needs something <laughs> yes lose. she does. As she goes throughout. <laughs> so this has two ounces of rum, four ounces of pineapple juice, an ounce of orange juice, and an ounce of cream of coconut. Put that into a shaker with ice, shake the shit out of it, and pour it into a hurricane glass, and you want to garnish with an orange wheel.
1: Okay. Uh, Ms. Lena. Um,
0: mine is called the ass kick, because <laughs> that's what happens quite a bit. Yes, it is. Um, it is one and a half ounces of Blanco tequila, two ounces of uzo. Three quarter ounce of lime juice, one ounce of ginger beer, cucumber, jalapenos, and three ounces of peppercini cilantro simple syrup. Wow. Look at the simple syrup. I'm not going through the whole process. But um it sounds like it would it's gonna kick your yeah. ass. So in a glass, fill halfway with uzo, slowly fill the remaining part of the glass with ice cold water uh-huh. and the liquid and the liquid will become milky in color. Right. Set that aside. In a shaker filled with ice, shake up the tequila and the lime juice only. In a highball glass, pour in the peppercini cilantro syrup, fill the glass with ice, pour over the, the tequila mixture, followed by the ouzo, Top with ginger beer, and garnish with a jalapeno and cucumber. And Here's
1: the one problem I have with that drink. The licorice? No. I would want to do all those dishes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's why you order that drink that's true. It is. i'm just thinking like this order you
1: have to clean to make that beverage i was like really is that that necessary
3: but that sounds
0: it's really two, interesting yeah. it's two glasses and a shaker yeah that's not too so, bad oh yeah it's that's
3: two and a half glasses too many <laughs> <laughs> mr jason uh, so in keeping
4: with my portland theme uh, my drink is called rainy portland You wanna take 10 fluid ounces of milk, I recommend at least 2%, so it's not too thin, Uh, two teaspoons of brown sugar, one teaspoon of vanilla extract, one and a half fluid ounces of dark rum, a teaspoon of butter, and a pinch of ground nutmeg. Add the brown sugar and vanilla to the milk, stir it together, and then you wanna heat it up to, uh, right up until the boiling point. If you wanna save some time, you can use a microwave-safe mug in your microwave for about a minute. Uh, and then you want to stir the rum into the milk mix Then add the butter on top or heavy cream if you prefer. And then sprinkle the top with some nutmeg. And as always, drink to enjoy. Uh, I forgot to add drink to an enjoy to mine. Damn it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but now it doesn't care. I know. <laughs>
1: Son of a bitch.
3: Now you just drink to Apparently, get drunk. Like, yeah. yeah, that's how it goes. Or you drink to make a face. <laughs> it's true. So, who wrote this book, Brian? Well, well Mr. Rucka,
1: Mr. Greg Rucka, who, has, okay, has an interesting history with writing female superheroes and things like that because he's he's written Wonder Woman quite a bit and done really well with Wonder Woman. I think we read, didn't he write
3: uh, Hecatea? Yes, he wrote the Hecatea, which we yes. read. On he did, um, right? He did Gotham Central. So yeah. Renee Montoya is. this. Yeah. he created Batwoman. Yeah. So that one's his as well, and then he also um, is currently writing Lois Lane. Oh, okay. For DC, so yeah, interesting. He's doing Lois Lane while Matt Fraction's doing Jimmy Olsen. Interesting. So yeah, okay. So he really huh. seems to know that. yeah he really seems to shine with the uh, female. Lead well, I mean, he also wrote
1: um, uh, Queen and Country, which is, uh, mm-hmm. which is a female led
3: book as well. He was also he was one of the architects for the Batman No Man's Land, and he was a writer on Fifty Two. Yeah, a well established writer. Um, I guess the one thing, yeah,
1: the I kind of found this interesting, and i I kind of want to get other people's opinions about it is the violence aspect of it towards women. Like, I think it's interesting that it's a female character, but she's treated equal amongst men as far as detectives go. And mm-hmm. I was wondering if does that lessen or increase the? I mean, like they don't treat her getting hit with any more gravitas than they would a male detective getting hit. And I think that there's something interesting there that it's not like made a bigger deal that she's a woman getting hit. It's just that she's a human being getting injured and and dealing with that. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, And I was kind of curious what people's thoughts about that were.
3: It seems to me watching this is like the most, um, outwardly feminine actions in the book is after she is in the hospital from being shot mm-hmm. she and she's flirting, yeah. right. so she's flirting with the doctor. So she's flirting with a doctor and that's a very like feminine moment as that back and forth is going, but it, it's also used as take a, out- uh,
4: sorry, it's also used as a uh, defense mechanism. Yeah, absolutely. Because she's very vulnerable right. in that mm-hmm. moment, having been shot and now she's without her shirt on. And, mm-hmm. and yes, she's she's definitely covering it up by uh, leaning into that guy very hardly, but it's, I think it's handled pretty well.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure. It's done a pretty good job of that. And then the rest of it, I'm not sure it's, um, the gender plays much less of a role for the rest of it. No, what but I mean? I mean I, but I, I kind of like so, that aspect of it. I
1: kind of like the fact that...
3: I do. I did, too. Absolutely. And it's not like she wasn't given extra crap or less crap because yeah. of it. It was just something there. Yep. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah, and we, we've talked before. I think even... I think Lena might have, a, on an episode where we discussed the fact that how much we hate the trope of, like, you know, People being like sexually assaulted is like the way to, you know, move their story along or show this or that, and like, well, mainly with moving woman's story along. But I love love the fact in this one that I don't know. Never mind. Just ignore what I said. I was going somewhere, and my brain farted. Of- <laughs> well, uh, I, I, to,
1: Adam, to jump on where you're going with it. The main thing that drives her into doing this is the fact that she has a gambling mm, problem. Yeah. you know what I mean, and like that's that's why she jumps in on this. So like, it's trying to do that. And she and she's. She's taking care of her brother, but that's not like necessarily overly feminine mm-hmm. either. It's just a family sort right. of thing. But like the thing I kind of liked about it is that she she's very much the typical gumshoe from all these old movies. Like all the old uh, like books that I was reading, like the detective always gets their ass handed to them. Like that's just sort of part of what the story is: is the detective getting the shit kicked out of them while they're trying to uncover the mystery. And the fact that they just keep going is sort of what makes them interesting. And I kind of like that aspect of this book as well. You sure. know what I mean? That. Uh, it is a typical thing. And maybe her femininity will play into future stories or whatnot, but in this one, I think it's just interesting that she's just flat out a detective, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah, I, actually, that's, you know? that's
2: where I was going. You reminded me, was that you know the what moved her story along was the fact that she was addicted to gambling, and that kind of kicked mm-hmm. on everything going on. But yeah, I did love the fact that Okay, she's a woman. It didn't make any difference whether she was a man or a woman as far as how she handled herself, how she did her job, how she was treated by other characters. Mm-hmm. She was just that PI who was getting in people's way, so they were going to try to kill her. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't advocate violence like that, but again, it's like it didn't matter. It was like it was kind of cool with like Wonder Woman it was like it didn't matter that she was a man or a woman. I mean, for the plotline it did because you know people treated her differently especially at the time all that took place, but she was going to be a badass no mm-hmm. matter who she was. So
1: no, I really. I mean, I don't know. I, I like the character. I think it's very interesting. I think that um, the, there's only one moment in this book that I felt like was weird. Um, and from, I think it was more of a writing mm-hmm. thing. It's when she refers to her brother at the end as retarded, which I didn't feel like was something yeah. she would actually say. You know what I mean? That was the only thing that felt out of character for me, uh, which I thought was kind of strange. Uh, in that. So, I mean, It's a very interesting speech where she just talks about how fucked up her life is. And, and that, that one moment just, that just didn't seem to ring true to me. But other than that, I, I thought she was very interesting.
3: Right. Her name is amazing. Dexadrine Periofs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which sounds like a drug combination. It really does. Hey, Lena, what are your thoughts?
0: So I like Dex. I felt like the other two kind of main women in the book were, they felt very caricatures to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Where it was like, here's, daddy who is in the i mean I guess drug business or what i like maybe i'm and given i read this obviously a while ago it felt like the the two other women not um not the grandmother but like the two girls that were kind of running around it just felt very like they were scantily dressed they were um Like one was was hiding because the brother because the the other woman's brother was like after her because of Mm -hmm. something and it just felt very um, I don't know just they just felt like caricatures to me and so did the the, like the whole premise of the mob boss family where the daughter wants to be the leader but she can't because she's a woman and then you have the brother Mm -hmm. who's a total fuck up. And the father knows he's a fuck up. And the sister knows he's a fuck up. He knows he's a fuck up. And yet no one does anything. And the father just keeps cleaning everything up. And I'm like, okay. It, I kept forgetting that it was in Portland yeah. most of the time. I didn't understand how this family fit in Portland. It felt more like it would fit in a Texas or New Mexico or Arizona. Mm-hmm. With the way that the coloring and everything, it just felt like it didn't fit. Portland. For some reason, to me, I also I couldn't get over her just getting her ass handed to her constantly. Mm -hmm. Like there was, Mm -hmm. she stumbled into. I mean, she shouldn't. I shouldn't say that she didn't stumble into shit, but it was just like she was constantly getting beat up. And Mm -hmm. yes, it's they didn't bring up gender at all, but it as somebody that does look at stuff of like women out there and everything, it's, it's, if it, if she were a man, would they have written him that he would be able, that he'd be able to fight back more than what she did? I guess that's my whole thing is the premise of here's a strong woman, but she spends most of the book getting beat up like Uh the entire time. If she were a man, would they have written her to have gotten in more blows? than what she did in the book as a woman. So it has nothing to do with the actual storyline, but just that's my mm-hmm. kind of thought.
4: On I, it. I, I wanna jump in there if I can actually, uh, cause I agree with a lot yeah. of the things that Lena's bringing up. Uh, one of the things though is the sort of misnomer of the strong female character. Because uh, that's often used as um, sort of a catch all phrase. Uh, perfect example being um, Sarah Connor in the Terminator uh, movies, in the idea that she's a quote unquote mm-hmm. strong female woman. But that is sort of a, uh, that's a, in my opinion, a very one-dimensional character, she's strong physically and she can fight, but there are more things that make a character more dynamic and strongly written, as opposed to her being physically strong. For me, uh, going back to what mm-hmm. you were saying, Brian, um, earlier about her being sort of the prototypical uh, detective, is that they're not really known for winning a lot of fights. They're known for being clever and persistent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that she embodies both of those qualities uh, to a T. Um, I do agree that the... Uh, the female characters, besides her, weren't really that well-developed. Charlotte is very much, uh, Charlotte is the, the girl that she's trying to rescue or find, uh, is very much sort of a damsel in distress who doesn't make up her own mind. And Isabel, uh, the whole uh, family that Isabel is a part of, is very um, not well-defined, and their motivations were definitely not well-defined. Like, it, it, it's not clear what the big scandal was that Oscar, the brother, failed at or that his father, Hector, was trying to cover up. I know it had something to do with selling stolen Native American artifacts from archaeology sites, but yeah, mm-hmm. he, he seemed to have both succeeded and failed, but Isabel also screwed over him and Charlotte somehow. It, it And then Isabel's plan to either rescue Charlotte from her father, but had a longer-term goal. Nothing was really well-defined on that Front. Uh, but I, I do think that Dex was a very well written character aside from all of that stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: But Jason, I don't disagree with you that, like, there's, it, she, I'm not expecting her to be that strong right. female lead. Like, but I guess for me it was she just, she spent the entire book getting her ass handed to her. Mm-hmm. And it just felt very much like, okay, like, I mean, I, and I love that she's persistent, it's great. Um, but it also felt like she was also pushed into a corner that she felt like she couldn't do anything but be persistent because the only way for her to get rid of her debt was from the grandmother saying, find my granddaughter or, you know, time to pay the fuck up. (laughs) And she can't. So it just, it felt like she didn't have a choice to, to do anything else. And it just. I read things in more of a I like the strong female character not in that trope of you know, she oh she does right. is kick ass and that's it, but it does make me question when you watch a character like this who is so dynamic and is persistent and they don't bring up gender in it, that because she is getting her ass handed to her. I've seen other things that it, it has the same premise of the, the man is the gumshoe and he's doing all this stuff, but he's still getting in a few Mm -hmm. more hits than what she did. Yeah. And that's my thing is that it, it felt like it was, it was like, Oh, we're not saying that, you know, no one's going after her because she's a woman. However, we're going to beat the living hell out of her. Um, more so than you would have, you know, even a, even a male detective would have gotten in mm-hmm. something. And whereas I think they just, they, you know, she, I just felt like she didn't. That's fair. So okay, that yeah, was that's my, my kind of piece on yeah.
1: it. So if she got a few more punches and you would be 100% behind her, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Not, that's, that's reasonable. I understand that. I yes. get behind that. Uh, Mr. Todd, what are
3: your thoughts? Um, there's a few things. There's some symmetry with this story going on. I rather enjoyed at the beginning. You've got the grandmother going, "Hey, I need you to find my granddaughter." It's like she's a bit of a fuck up, isn't she? And she's like, "I am proud, and I love all of my. i am proud of all my grandchildren, regardless of their actions. I mm-hmm. am proud." And at the same time, you take a look at Isabella's dad, who didn't make that mm-hmm. exact same phrase, but his actions. Was very much of the same thing. Mm -hmm. So you've got the the grandmother that runs the casino, and then you've got the uh, on the other side, you've got the father that's legitimate, but at the same time, running up MS thirteen in Oregon or Pacific Northwest. And they both have children or grandchildren of varying degrees of lack of success, and yet they're still coming in to clean things up and make things right. And the motivation for both of them is really much the same thing. And you've got Dex caught in the middle of both of these motivations. And the other one's like, well, I'll just pay you more. And she's like, well, that part doesn't really matter. So watching Dex's own values come forward. Um, I enjoyed how she was thinking on her feet. I rather enjoyed the, um, oh, she stole my car. Holy shit. To, wait, she must have valeted her car. Mm -hmm. I'll just take hers. And when she pulled a fast yeah. one on her, it's like, what the fuck you doing with my Porsche? And she's like, you took my car. What do you mean? <laughs> I really enjoyed that. And then on yeah. the artistry side, probably my favorite, um, it's that spread at the beginning when she gets shot and you don't really realize why. And then you see the bird and then you see of that bird and it's small frames of that bird flying up over the bridge. And it just does such a wonderful thing of really stretching out time because she gets shot, she's sitting there and in each frame you're taking a moment and then you're realizing this is the same bird as it's flying away as she's just laid there in the water and you are realizing she has to, and then you see later she digs herself out with the vest, Mm -hmm. but you're like, here's someone who's shot and then it just sits there Mm -hmm. and the birds flying away and yeah, it's just sitting there and you're like, Oh, this is really, it's got like a creepy hollowness Mm -hmm. feeling afterwards. Okay. I thought that was wonderfully well done. Yeah, there's only in the art there's only one little
1: small complaint I had and it's towards the end when they're at the uh, father's house and there was like mm-hmm. a, a panel that I, I looked at like three or four times trying to figure out what they were trying to say with the panel and it was when basically the son had paper in his hand and the father stole the paper out of his hand uh, but like it I was looking at it for a long time trying to figure out why this image was there you know what I mean like that was, that's like my only minor little complaint about the art Other, otherwise
2: I really like the art Um mm-hmm. Mr. Adam, what are your thoughts? Uh, the whole time I was reading it, it was weird. I kept on flashing mm-hmm. back to like Jessica mm-hmm. Jones, like if Jessica Jones yeah. didn't yeah. have powers. So actually, that was that was my modification was depowered Jessica Jones. I don't know. Like I I had a really fun time with it. It was one of those books that I got to the end and I didn't realize how fast I've been turning pages, and then it was like, oh, it's. it's to the, uh, the covers mm-hmm. now, like, damn it, it's already over. Because I'm a sucker for any kind of, like, PI stories or especially, mm-hmm. like, noir stuff. So you, you put that in front of me and I'm, I eat it right up. So this already had that going for it. Well, it had that going for it. I didn't know about it because I didn't even know kind of what it was about. But I, I definitely, looking back and seeing it from Linda's point of view, there are some problematic elements there. I had fun with it. It was. I definitely w- want to see what comes next. Right, well, I will check out the show if it's on Hulu because mm-hmm. currently we don't pay for TV here but yeah no it was it was a good time. The other thing I'm um,
1: just mentioning that it, that it kind of reminds me of is
2: it also reminded me very much of uh, Veronica Mars as well which I mean, I've only seen like the first season of so I need mean, I know everyone's freaking out about the new one that just dropped so I probably yeah, need I haven't to get watched the new one yet but like yeah the first couple seasons I really loved. So
0: um I have it on but, good authority that the re up that's on Hulu right now is very good.
1: I'm assuming that's Tori is giving you that <laughs> of information. Course, yeah. yeah so, okay.
0: First off, as soon as they as soon as it was announced that it was released, she watched it all that Damn. day. Of course. So um yes, she was and I had never watched even the old show and she was like you have to watch it all and then i realized that max greenfield was on it and i was like i'll watch it yeah <laughs> of oh, course <boy.
1: laughs> no i um, that show totally gave me a celebrity question for a while i will admit to that
0: well that yeah. makes sense i mean i kind of have a crush yeah. on her too but going back to the book the one thing i did i thought was kind of funny was that her brother dex's brother who i'm um, I don't know if they... Did they say that he had Down syndrome? I, I think it's
1: implied. Yeah. They don't yeah. ever say what exactly it is that he, he is has, but yet. yeah, he, he's he's mentally challenged in some way or another.
0: But he seems to have his shit more <laughs> yeah. together Absolutely, yeah. he does. And I think I love that more than yeah. anything, is the fact that here is this woman that they're saying, like, you have to take care of him. Yeah. And in reality, he could do it all on his yeah. own. Like, yeah. <laughs> He doesn't really need her at all, and she is just she's running around like a crazy person. She's losing all her money in the casino. And yeah. I love he's like
3: he wants yeah, to wear so boots, and she's like, "No, it's got to yeah. be your shoes." And this, yeah. the other guy comes in and is like, "You know, you really should wear shoes." He's like, "I know." I just kind <laughs> of yeah. like having her do this. My <laughs> <laughs> other favorite
1: one was: uh, you can play video games, but don't go online. I don't want you shit talking that guy again. Like.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was that kind of stuff. Like, I really liked the relationship yeah. with her brother. I I love the fact that like um, that he just he seemed to like he is supposed to be this like mentally challenged kind of character, but he is way more with yeah. it than she is. So I just thought that was amazing. Oh, yeah, I
3: really enjoyed that too. Also, her relationship in the uh, police squad's office. It seems she's, there is a whole lot going on there that they don't talk about besides the fact that she gets thrown out. Mm -hmm. And you're like, there's a lot of layers going on and you feel very much like there's a rich history of everything going on. You've got a very well thought out character of Dex. Mm
0: -hmm. So
3: it's someone that used to have their life better together and no longer does.
1: So I'm looking at the IMDb for the show by the way yeah. and it looks like they have Jake Johnson playing I think the best friend which is I think the guy who comes over and takes care of her brother. Uh, Ray.
4: Who
0: yep. obviously has a crush yeah. on her just throwing oh, that in yeah.
4: It. <laughs> yeah. And she is yeah. so taking yeah. advantage
3: of it. I mean, she goes then, uh, yeah. "Thanks so much. Let me kiss your cheek." I'm just going to string you on a bit." And I'm but like, in fairness, oh,
4: "I think she is that's I mean, she, she is going through a lot because we we're catching her um, and her brother winter mm-hmm. in a good place, uh, more or less. But since he, he has had some issues, it's very clear that she has had to take care of him for a while now, and that has led to her inability to take care of herself. Right. Um, and I think that that's also um, uh, yeah. expressed uh-huh. when she sort of flippantly mentions to Isabel, I believe, that she's still figured out what team she plays for, because she hasn't really had time to develop herself in that mm-hmm. way. Um and so, yeah, she's definitely taking advantage of Gray, but yeah. she's also uh, a little underdeveloped herself, um, which I think adds to how well she's with.
0: I didn't see her taking advantage of him, honestly. She ca- she caught me as the type of person that just. Did not just has not noticed mm, like oh he's a nice guy she he notices, oh
3: she notices she he notices is in such a friend zone I, oh yeah
0: I don't I don't know I mean I've known plenty of women who are like yeah I'm using you and I've known plenty of women who are so oblivious to everything and I feel like yes we're catching her story in the middle of of everything so obviously just reading this one book right you're not catching it all. But she, you know, you see this interaction after she's been beat to hell for a few, you know, for a few frames and a few, you know, few panels and everything. Where it's like, okay, if she's not paying attention to all to the fact that he has a thing and there's something going on there, I don't. I'm not surprised. She's got other shit on her mind. So, like, I, I don't know. I don't know.
3: Well, I guess my challenge with that is the. Um hospital sequence again mm-hmm. flirting with a doctor with her shirt off because she is vulnerable but she is yeah. defending it with that act of flirting going on so i can't buy she's that oblivious to it i could see and because they show so clearly she goes up and kisses him on the cheek and it's near his mouth but not it's, it's not in the center of the cheek it's near his mouth mm-hmm, and i'm like yeah she knows what she's
2: doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you ever stop and think he might be gay? He's he's smiling to possibility as well. But like, no, I'm just I'm just giving you shit because no because
0: like, no, here's the perfect for instance though Adam and I love that you brought that you say this because when we first met <laughs> my bestie Christopher, um, my roommate at the time because Christopher was always around. We were the same major. He like. He, he every time he would go to dinner be like, "Hey, do you want to go? Do you want to go do this? Do you want to go do that?" And my roommate was convinced that he had a crush on, me. Mm-hmm. and I was like, "How do you dumb? Like, that's not you don't like." I've had I've grown up with mostly guy friends, so I just didn't even think anything of it. Then we end up finding out what a week or so later that he was gay, and not that he is like, you know, it, it was this whole air that he didn't want anyone to know. It just wasn't. He just. You know, never was like, "Hey, I'm Christopher and I'm homosexual." Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, and card. Had, he
4: also hadn't put up no. the posters yeah, exactly, in his room that right? clearly gave it away. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was about that time that you saw yeah. Orlando Bloom all over the place, yeah. and then the backside <laughs> of his computer was very pretty. Men. Yeah, I mean, very pretty men. But it's one of those things that you know. We could be reading something into it because of what we want to put into it, but maybe she's, they have that relationship because maybe he isn't. No, that's,
4: that's, that's possible. That's possible.
2: Well, and I, I would just turn out there as like a, you know, did you assume my gender kind of thing? Yeah. Um But, you know, I, and honestly, I've learned to just assume everyone's bi until they tell me differently. Uh, but, oh, I, I'm kind of signing with Lane on this because. I didn't see it like she was being like overly taken advantage of him or being like overly sexual with him. Like a kiss on the cheek between friends. I mean, I kiss my male friends on the cheek, and it doesn't mean anything aside from that I love them. Sure. Uh, so I, I'm kind of siding on that, going with that route on it, but it it could be friend zoned. It could be something like that, but it didn't it didn't come across that way. So maybe it will in, in future books, and you know, I'll eat my words. But I I think it's more they just have a really good friendship, and that he helps her take care of her brother. In, in ways when she yeah, can't yeah. kind of thing. And even, so. if,
4: uh, sorry, even if he is straight and she knows that he has a crush on her, I don't think that she's maliciously taking advantage of him. She's just really appreciative of how uh, kind he's been, not only to her, but to also her, her sure. brother. And that obviously means a lot. Even if she yeah. doesn't have romantic feelings for him, she appreciates the hell out of that.
1: Yeah, and I, I, sure. I would also just like to add that I think part of the reason why we're reading into it of him being friend-zoned is just that pure sympathy for ourselves having been friend-zoned <laughs> in the past, you know? So, it's sort of like, oh, I'm, I'm there with you, buddy. I'm sorry. I know where you're coming from, you know? So, well, cool. Uh, does anybody else have any other thoughts they want to bring up?
4: Yeah, I actually do want to bring up one thing with the art. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's sort of intentionally rough around the edges, but I think it, it fit the style um, mm-hmm. pretty well. But there is one thing I want to uh, commend it for, and that's portraying the female characters in a responsible way and not resorting to um, exploiting them with sort of male gaze poses or exploitative framing or um, uh, anything like that. And that it, this is the kind of story where it's sort of dark and gritty and it could have easily succumbed to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are two parts where I think it, it stood out in actually uh, framing things or Um, showing things responsibly, and the first is when Dex goes to Hector's house, and there's a panel in which Hector is admiring the view of his daughter bending over after getting out of the pool. Now, the Mm -hmm. frame doesn't actually show Mm -hmm. her from his point of view or vantage point. Instead, we see him leering over the railing, um, and it's then revealed that she is not only not his wife, but she's his daughter. So it's a Mm -hmm. sort of a double creep factor that would have been handicapped by resorting to showing us his view of her bending over, which I think a lot of uh, comic books might have done. Mm -hmm. Um, And the second example is the scene that we've talked about a couple of times, her in the office with the doctor. Yes. Mm -hmm. She's wearing her, as she puts it, her second best bra, uh, but the figure, her figure is never framed or posed explicitly um, for, um, for obviously straight guy eyes or for lesbian women eyes. Yeah.
3: But I also like, and there, nothing is, um, it all comes, it, it's realistic in the fact that proportions yes. give it justice. Yeah. Kind of a yeah. deal. She, she's, she's not going to tip over like herself. a Barbie doll? No. She actually has <laughs> yeah. guts. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah i I mean i think that's a good place to to leave it at um let's jump into final grades Um, what is your grade mr adam
2: uh you know i'm gonna go with an a minus i I really enjoyed this book i definitely want to see what comes next i went in knowing nothing and i was very very pleasantly surprised Ms. lena e
0: plus but with that just before before you move Uh on it would have been an a if they didn't if they actually went into some of the other characters just a little bit more okay
3: I can see that. Cool. Uh, Mr. Todd. No, I give it an A minus. I really dug it. Um, enjoy it thoroughly. I mean, just going over this again, I realized how much I like Rucka's writing and everything else about it. I'm like, Oh yeah, this guy's awesome. Uh, Mr. Jason,
4: Uh, B plus for me. I think they, they handle the character of Dex really, really well. Um, apart from, uh, what Lena did bring up, uh, with regards to her, uh, with the violence against her. Um, and everyone else is a little bit underdeveloped, but overall it's still a really solid story and a really good introduction to uh, the kind of procedural detective stories that uh, she can be a part of. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: I gave it an A-, minus mainly just because some of the issues we discussed here. I I kind of agree with Elena that it would have been nice to have her get a punch in here or there, Um, and uh, and Bruce agrees with me. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that leaves us with a GPA of 3.54, which is right between... B plus and an A minus, which is pretty accurate for what we all said. Well, awesome, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we will see you next week for Dr. Afra as we start Andy Wilson month, Uh, because Andy Wilson always picks really good books, we kind of use it as an excuse to bring him back on the show, so hopefully he'll be able to join us since he picked all the books. Uh, So, uh, anyway, uh, thanks so much, and uh, we'll talk to you all later.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye!
1: And there's the stop button right there, let's see if I don't fuck this up this time. Nope.